Happy Holidays! Thanks for listening to the Mix, Sizzle, and Shake Your Business Podcast. This is Sue Ann with Right Mix for Business, and I wish you love and peace in this holiday season. Today's holiday gift is Lisa Sicard, here to talk more Twitter for business. Welcome to this episode of Thriving Full Throttle on social media with Lisa. Are you ready? In this episode of Thriving Full Throttle on social media with Lisa Sicard, we are talking Twitter for business. And this time, we are going to talk specifically about tools within your Twitter dashboard that you may or may not be using. And even if you are, you may not know how to use them to their best, <clears throat> excuse me, or fullest extent, <clears throat> excuse me. So luckily, we have Lisa here to take us a little bit deeper into the social media platform, our very favorite one, right, Lisa? Twitter. Yes. Thank you, Sue Ann. Thank you for the intro. Welcome. Are you, are you staying warm with the cold and the snow on its way to us here on the East Coast? I am. We've, we've had just a few inches of snow, and I just checked the weather. We're going to have rain this weekend, so it's going to kind of warm up and... Possible flooding, so uh, rain. I'm, I don't mind a rain once in a while, but the snow can be really fun, except unless if you have to get somewhere. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> well, first, I want to say thank you, Lisa, because you have been giving listeners some great information that you've been sharing about using Twitter for business. So today I thought I would talk to you about something that I just heard about, but you probably know more about you seem to know all the scoops <laughs> that I just heard about. Um, but the first thing I want to ask you about is whether you've heard of and what you can tell us about Twitter storms. What are they and how do we use them? Yes, they're called, actually they're called tweet storms, tweet storms. And they, they've been around a couple of years. I knew, I knew I wrote about it on the blog and I looked before we got on the conversation here and it was over two years ago. So they started about- Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I think people kind of got away from calling them tweet storms because they're just automated, fast um, tweets that go back and forth on one topic. It's almost like a Twitter chat, but it's more, you know, one person just fire succession of tweets. So it's, it's chatting with yourself. So in other words, you might like tell some information on a topic or you might maybe tell a little story or right. you might outline something. Something Correct. that takes more than one tweet. Is that what you mean? Correct. Yep. For news type stuff, um, even sporting events, I've seen a lot of tweet storms on. Oh, that's cool. That's when people have more to say than that one little Twitter then. And so what it is, is, it is it's like a string. I've, I've seen yes. them. I don't know how to do them, but I've seen them. And it's like a string of tweets. But it kind of seems contradictory, doesn't it, Lisa, to the idea that Twitter is short and sweet? Right, right. But there's times when you may need to, to get more in-depth on a particular story or a particular news event. I seen, I think, yeah. actually, I saw a lot of them yesterday with everything that's happened in the political world. There were a lot of tweet storms surrounding that. So they, they, they huh. their place on certain, certain events. 
that, that is really cool. I'm going to have to look more into that. And we will all investigate the links from yeah. your blog and uh, the other. And so that leads me to this question, because I did see when I was checking notes about this, that these tweet storms can sometimes lead to creation of your own Twitter moments. Did you yes. know you can create your own Twitter moments if you're not breaking news or a big brand? <laughs> yes, Twitter, Twitter moments are pretty cool. I actually played with one about a year and a half. No, it's actually longer than that. It's been a couple of years. I was on a, um, a marathon walk in Boston and I took a lot of photos and I made Twitter moments from my marathon walk, so. Now, see, I did notice that they talk about Twitter moments being, you know, often being event-focused or- Yes. But, but I bet you, again, if you wanna incorporate like your Twitter storm, it could be topic um, moments, it could be story, you know, line moments, it could be, you know, brand moments about something with your business. Yes, maybe? that's what I was thinking for a brand, they could they could really do something with the moments. Um, Are these free, these Twitter moments that you can create? Because it says anyone can make them. Yes, yes. So we better look into that. Now, I do have a good link for the Twitter moments too, but it's from Twitter itself. But I'll put that in the post also. We could do um, Twitter moments on our chats here. I think that would be awesome to have the podcast into a Twitter moment. Oh, that's a great idea. We should test that because it seems like we get a lot of interaction with the podcast with Twitter, yes, but, yes. you know, not necessarily as in depth as, you know, people visiting the site or listening to the whole thing. Why couldn't they still get some of the good scoops if we put together some kind of Twitter moments so that because, you know, we do have such fabulous moments together, too, when we're t talking Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be and a great podcasting. idea. That way we can actually showcase what they look like, how they work, and give some ideas to other folks. Can you, I see people insert, I've seen you insert stuff from Twitter onto your, like, blog. Like, either ongoing tweets or a section of tweets, like maybe this Twitter moment creation. Is there yes. a way to, how that's, do you do that? Is that's, or am I that's, too off topic? No, that's okay. You can embed them. And it's pretty simple. If you click on the actual tweet, I believe on the upper right-hand corner, there's like three little dots. And it gives you a choice where you can embed. And it gives you the code. And it's real easy to do. That is so cool. Because yep. I've, I see it on other people's sites, and I never knew how to do it or what to do. And sometimes yeah. somebody's saying something really cool about something I wrote or something. And I'd like to maybe use it as you know a little social proof or yeah. something like that. So you can do it and it takes just the, just what you, you know, just what you picked of a tweet or yes. now is there also a live way is, or are they live when you do it that way? They're live when like you do them you because do it takes the whole thread. So if more things are added to the thread, it'll show up on the blog. And if there's more people that like it or more people that share it, those counts should show on there as well. Oh, wow. We should definitely try that. I mean, I should try that. You're already doing it. Yeah, I've done it. <laughs> Quite a few times, but I, I could update that TweetStorm blog post and include this podcast. Yeah, see how helpful I am with, you, yeah. with your blog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always giving you ideas and inspiration, and you're giving me inspiration because you always are inspiring to thrive, everybody. 
which is great. So I think that's a good thing, Lisa, that we came across that too, because uh, that that is a question that I've been wonder, wondering about. And if you're going to do Twitter moments, wouldn't you want to showcase it somehow yes. on your blog? You know what I mean? So I thought Definitely. that might be an idea of how we could, you know, even kind of, you know, cross-contaminate, cross-pollinate, I mm -hmm. guess is a better word than contaminate. But cross-pollinate is, you know, mixing your media and repurposing. And I think that's super. We will definitely try to make a Twitter moments thing with this. And you know what, guys? Doesn't it feel important if you can be your own Twitter moments? Because, you know, you don't have to be breaking news or a, a sporting event to millions. You can be Lisa and Sue Ann with something important to share with our listeners and our tweeter friends. Twitter friends. Tweet people. I right? agree. Definitely. Okay. Yeah, I think you had asked about topics. And I've kind of explored the topics. And they're great for anyone that's in the entertainment niche. Those work wonderful. Um, if you're in gaming, if you're in uh, music and sports, those are kind of the topics that they have available that you can follow. And if you're tweeting about them, your tweets will be seen more in those topics. I didn't see any I, business type topics as of yet. I think that it's kind of new, this topics idea. It is. And I, but they're talking about they're going to have over 100 categories or something involved. So it seems like they're trying to make it available for different topics. Right, <laughs> but right, right. Now, but right now I hope you're so. seeing real effective for the gaming and sports. I did read that they're they're expanding. This is a new feature, and that's that's what I was trying to say. Now, I, I, am I wrong? But I think I've been discovering from talking to you, my friend, that it seems like for one thing, your so your your platforms work differently from your desktop. And from your phone. Yes. Big time. And so sometimes when people are telling you how to do things or where to, how, you know what I mean? It doesn't yes. work that way. The other thing is if you're in a different place in the world, sometimes these changes, they seem to be rolling out and somebody Correct. gets them and somebody else doesn't. Yep. Is that all true? Okay. That is because all true. I'm it's very different on desktop than on mobile. And it's also different when they roll out new things because they only roll them out in certain areas you know slowly at a time they usually don't do a rollout to everyone all at once i'm so glad we brought this up because yeah. i think it confuses people it sure confuses me until you know in talking with you over these last few episodes i realized that that's one of my things why i'm like why isn't this here or working or they told me that you know someone gave me good advice but it will not work am i that dumb what is wrong yeah. but it's but it's a matter of you know they they roll it up so don't be alarmed if sometimes we give you some information that maybe in your country or your area you can't can't do yet or you know it hasn't been shown as a feature yet so that's something else to keep in mind just like this thing that we're talking about now with topics seems to be pretty from what you can gather pretty you know niched where in fact you know when i read about it it seems like it wants to be a broad you know happening thing right so it might be the evolution and how some of these platforms change and roll out things right any other new features hit you on the head besides the topics? I think there was one you mentioned. Nope. The other one that we were going to talk about was the bookmarks, which I kind of forgot about until yesterday. I was looking for some Twitter polls that I ran. It's very hard if you do a Twitter poll to find the poll after it's over. Like Twitter sends you a tweet saying this is the results. 
So I recommend you bookmark that when you get the results of a Twitter poll, because otherwise I haven't found another way to go back and find those polls, unless you go through all your tweets individually, which if you tweet a lot, takes a lot of time. So the bookmark comes real handy for things like that. Oh, I really like that idea. I haven't really done Twitter polls, but I feel like maybe enough people talk to me, you know, that I'm social enough on Twitter that I would get some results or answers. And it might be yes. something really interesting to do to help guide your content, right? Yes. And I recommend doing it for several days. You can do it up to seven days, but I would say at least do three days, maybe four days. Okay, I'm making a note of this for the um, article that we want to do Twitter polls up to seven days, but for at least three to four. Yeah, and they've been working better. I get good results. Past few months, I've been getting a lot more results than I used to in the past. So I like that's because you're ever so more popular as you go, which I love. Now, also, now here's what I bookmark. I bookmark like if I started to read something, but I don't really have time and I want to go back to it. And, you know, it's just easier sometimes to bookmark it in Twitter than it is to copy a URL and put it to save where, you know, in my reading file or in my research files or whatever, just quicker to quick bookmark it and go back to it. Another yes. reason or another way I use bookmarks is to, if somebody says something really super duper, like, wow, I loved your post and the visuals are outstanding. Oh, by the way, those visuals you did for our last post are really outstanding. I love the relationship building and, and fun colors. That's way cool. But oh, um, I think that, um, so when, when you have something like that, and I'm thinking, you know, I need to change up my, my what are they called, testimonials or whatever. And wouldn't some of these like off the cuff, real actual comments from real actual people who really actually read your stuff and, you know, are, are giving an opinion on it or talking about it or are complimenting you, those could be pulled in and you just told me how to maybe embed. But those bookmarks, I, you know what else too, if I ask somebody a question on Twitter that I need an answer to and they're giving me a recommendation, say for software, or like when you did for the label, you did for um, videos with your captions, you gave that yes. information on that software, I probably bookmarked that so that I would not lose it, so yep. that I'd have all the information if I was ready to try that. I think that Captions are, and that can be tricky. So that software seemed really kind of quick and easy. It seems I'm like, loving it. it. Yeah, I, I used it yesterday. I did um, I did a video for Facebook, but then I was able to use that same video on subtitle. Just change the size, and I did it on LinkedIn after, and it only took wow. three minutes. Wow. So that was something yeah. I think that's really neat, but that, that's something I would bookmark when I ask someone a question or when they talk about something that's new. And again, I was busy that day, but I didn't want to lose it. So there's another way to bookmark. Um, and then lists, I think we mentioned, we mentioned those on another show, but you use lists in such an, a unique way. Um, you collect um, local things, which I thought was really unique way of using your list. Uh, you collect things from people that you do business with, like you make a list of people who, who are, you know, your actual like business partners and, you know, clients and that sort of thing. You talked about having a list uh, concerning weather, which yes, I thought I, was an I love keeping up with, you know, weather events, uh, local news, but then I have just, I have a list of just friends, people I'm friends with that you're on, right? I have yeah, yeah. great bloggers, you're, you're on that list. I have one for new bloggers, just I have a lot of lists and it just keeps you better focused when you're on, on Twitter. 
Well, and you know what? As you get to grow like you and I are, well, I'm not growing like you are, but as, no. I'm trying to. As we you grow, are. I'm over. The thing is, the more followers that you get, the the harder it is to kind of keep track of the people who you really want to keep interacting with or that you do business with. So having them in this smaller, like, tagged list section is a good way to make sure that you visit them and check out what they're doing and share their stuff. And right. I think I'd like to pay attention a little more to that when I'm doing my lists. And it's easy if you do it when you have less followers to, to you know, do those lists, start them when you're first starting out it, it helps instead of having to go back yes i i think my first list was is the one that i still use the most it, it, i called it like it's a private list because i don't want people to know i'm stalking them yes. <laughs> yep. it's a private list but i call it like my a list and it has people like you who are people that i definitely know have good content and i want to make sure i re revisit their Twitter feed and check on what they're going in case I miss something new or miss a blog post or miss something, you know, media or whatever. And I want to share it or catch up with that person. So that's one thing, one other way, you know, that you can work with those. So, so that you, you know, have those most important people. But yeah, I started that, like when I first started it, I only had a handful of followers, but I knew I was starting to make relationships. That was before I met you. Um, but I was starting to make little relationships with people and I didn't kind of want to lose track of them so I could hound them for the next five years. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just <stay friends. laughs> Are there any other, other new features that you're checking out besides the topics? I thought there um, was, there was one with the Giphy. I was um, following Madeline. I didn't get to participate in her Twitter chat. Usually Thursdays, I'm very busy with client work, but I caught a little bit of her chat and saw her blog post about making your own GIF, GIF images from your, right. from your phone. And um, I kind of played with it this morning and I just sent her a tweet back saying, thank you. And, you know, I'm going to play with it a little bit more. So it would be like a gift of your GIF of yourself. Yeah. You actually take, you go to GIF, Giphy.com. It's uh, Giphy. Are they Giphy or Jiffy? I hear of that too. G-I-F-H-Y, I believe is correct. Oh, oh, okay. I went right on there from my phone and I took a picture of myself. And then all you have to do is pick like stickers or different things. And it <laughs> I mean, it just gives you a little more personality instead of having the, the general gifts you know you know and that's something i thought we should mention today too because we've been giving this is our third twitter tools and um information and you know guidelines and just twitter 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 info but what we haven't really said which i think is really important and you're kind of pointing it out here um things like having some personality having some originality having some humor having your dog all these things add a little extra oomph don't you think I do, I, think I that's do. Because secret sauce people might not get if you just talk about like the tools. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, because people always want to communicate with other people. They want to do business with other people. They don't want to, you know, just talk to someone who's just going to be all business all the time. You know, when I'm podcasting, sometimes I throw in a little episode that's kind of me talking about my thoughts. It's not a scripted piece, maybe. Once in a while, I do that. But sometimes I feel a little awkward about doing that because I feel like, oh, am I talking about myself? One day I did a, a, a podcast. Uh, you might have listened. I'm not sure. I was, I was in the tub. Yes, yes. <laughs> I love that one. 
he could hear me splashing around, but uh, I, I didn't have my cool. glasses. I was bored, <laughs> bored soaking. So, <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I think that it's a good thing again, because it's a, it's a matter of mix. I mean, yes. it is showing a little more of my personality, which I am sort of all business, but I think that that's the, the important lesson for, you know, social media, for your blogging, for your podcasting, for anything is to, you know, go ahead. Don't be so afraid, Sue Ann. <laughs> Show a little right. of yourself. Lisa, you're better at that than me. I really think you are. Some of the stuff you've written, like, like about your accident you wrote about on Ryan's blog, that was very personal. And very, you know, intense and brave, I thought. Yeah, it's a little hotter when you have to write about yourself. <laughs> Is it? Did you find it to be? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And also, I think when I listen to podcasts, I don't know about you, but when I listen to podcasts, I get aggravated if there's too much la 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 going on i really do want the meat and potatoes of what your show is about like even some of the very top podcasters out there i mean they are i mean the big guns yep. some of them drive me nuts because i gotta listen so much of extra stuff and i really right, want to right. know yeah you just want the info so what do you think <laughs> that brings me to the next thing tweet chats that's the last oh, yes. thing i was going to talk yes. about maybe today on our list here uh, for tools in within Twitter that you work with out of the Twitter dashboard and out yes. of the Twitter app. You, What do you think of tweet chats? Do you participate in them? Would you consider having one? Why, why not? Okay. I, I like to participate in them. I don't get to do it as often as I would like. Recently, I've been doing the Bizapaloza chat. Um, I believe it's on Tuesdays at two, if I'm not mistaken. And I think they also have it on Thursday nights at eight. I missed last night. Um, but I do like- Who runs that? That one is, um, hmm, I'm not sure exactly who runs that one. I'll have to get you more information on it. They really I was just curious, because we all like Bizapalooza. Yeah, I'll have to get you the info on it. I've really enjoyed that one. I've done it over the past two to three weeks. Um, I would like to do Madeline's more. It's just like I said, the Thursday at one's always been difficult for me with client work. Um, yeah, I keep missing when I mean to go to. And like um, Anne has one on Tuesdays that is pretty good. Have you yeah, listened? I like them because they're they're fast paced. There's a lot of meat and potatoes, but they are there is some fluff at the beginning. So the first five ten minutes is usually fluff on most Twitter chats. To do one on to do it on your own, it would really work well if you plan it out way in advance. Make sure you have enough people that are available to to be at one because it's it's been a while since I did one and I didn't have that many people, so I was kind of like take a step back. It also works if you have a sponsor. Oh yeah, the bigger chats do have sponsors, and they usually bring in a lot of people to the chat as well. So thing that would scare me the most like what if i had a twitter chat with myself <laughs> yes yes <laughs> i think that's the scary part really and i think that like well just like anything i mean really your blog or your podcast or you know whatever it it's it's a matter of you know it takes a lot of time and work to sustain yes and to yes. make it a consistent known thing right like if you planned up for every week at this time eventually you would probably start getting more people because they would be familiar with that time and sequence. 
I think right. So I think that's a factor yeah. that yep. you have to decide that you're going to really, I mean, you, you, it's like a lot of things. Like I said, you have to, the consistency and the, and the work effort that you have to put in, you can't just, you know, play games, but I would think that, I mean, I enjoy the ones that I've attended and I've learned lots of good stuff, which is the surprise because again, with Twitter, people think it's just a quick, you know, character count and you don't get anything out of it. And I've gotten so much out of Twitter. Twitter chats are a great example where you can get a lot of info from a lot of different folks in a short right. period of time with a short amount of words. And that's all good. But to, to run one, I'm skeptical that I'm up to the, <laughs> that yeah, I'd be up to the challenge. Huh? Also, I guess you would have to think, but you know, the with him from your perspective as a business, what's in it for you to do it? Like, you know, there's a million reasons why podcasting is a great addition to a business or to a business website. Um, and there's a lot of good reasons to use video and video marketing. And, you know, for some people, a tweet chat or a Twitter chat can be, I guess they're a tweet chat. <laughs> um, I guess for some people, those can be a cornerstone of their business. But, you know, as, a, as another item in the mix, to me, I'd be just too scared that you know it would be a lot right it's nice though to participate because you do get to meet a lot of like-minded people and sometimes you do connect with them so it's kind of like a networking event on steroids right and yeah. you don't have to leave home <laughs> right exactly well, I think that's a good a good bit of information today that we have covered everybody can think about having their own Twitter moments creating a tweet storm if they want to make create a story or a topic discussion or a brand discussion or you know whatever a, a podcast recap maybe yes. <laughs> and then we could turn it into a twitter moment we also talked today about twitter embeds and lisa told you how to do it with your dot 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 and then drop down for the code for an embed to get your tweet tweets embedded if you'd like to showcase them on your blog and in other places. Also talked a little bit about the topics and how they should be expanding. So let's keep an eye on that because I think that's still rolling out, wouldn't you say? Yes. And yes. what other changes? They're, they seem to be doing a lot of changes. They have some new rules coming out. I haven't looked at those yet. They were talking about um, getting rid of inactive accounts, but then they backed off on it and they changed their minds. So that's still not something that they're moving forward with that was the big, big i don't see why that would be a bad thing do you yes and no i mean this many people have had these inactive accounts for like eight years because i would love to change my username to lisa pat s and someone else has right that person hasn't tweeted in eight years so Oh my gosh. Right. So if they got wiped for being, and what's inactive, I would say uh, uh, definitely over five years, you ought to be considered inactive. Right. That's what I'm thinking too. I mean, they were looking at six months. That is too, too soon. But if they did something five years, but then they're concerned. What right. About, what six months, somebody could be in a hospital for a reason and, yeah. uh, you know, have an accident or something and still want right. to keep their account. Yeah. So it's a tough one. Yeah. Well, you know, the other thing is to even to reach out because I bet you there's so many that even to reach out and say, do you want to keep this or not, <laughs> would be nearly impossible. So right. I guess they'll have to come up with some, you know, some parameter to decide yep. if they're going to do that. I don't think it would be a bad thing. 
Hey, Lisa, you can have more than one Twitter account now, I understand, without as much, because they're, they're inviting you. To, it used to be like you could have one with your email, and if you only had one email, you could have one Twitter right, account. Right, right, one phone number with one email, yep. But now it sounds like you can have multiple accounts even off of your one email. It sounds like you can have more than one account from what I recently read, and that's new because- Oh, I haven't seen that. That would be very different. I wonder if that would change, you know, being able to tweet same stuff with two accounts or if they're going to still. Yeah, I'm real curious about it because with Mizzy Biz, I'm wondering if I should have a tweet, a Twitter for Mizzy Biz, which I don't. I, and I really don't even have one for Right Mix for Business. I just have my name because right. you know, that was what I was advised to do when starting it. I like having you know, obviously I use my name most of the time. I don't use the other one as often. And it's very difficult to maintain two when they're about the same topic. Right. Uh, and I'm trying to find ways to differentiate, differentiate so that I don't get suspended. Yeah, I think, and I'm thinking my own name with Right Mix for Business has been associated from the get-go, but Mizzy Biz being a, you know, podcast, you know, this thing, maybe it should, because it is kind of a separate, I mean, it's not really, it is in conjunction, but I made a separate site for it too, which yeah. is all kinds of fun, more, more plugs to keep up with, but I'm, I'm actually enjoying having the new site for, you know, experimenting, you know, on another WordPress uh, yes. project. Yes. Yeah, I'm doing the same thing and I haven't started another Twitter account for that second one because... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. How could I forget? I write it on there. <laughs> and, and the reason I didn't... The reason I didn't do it because I would need another email and I didn't want to go down that road. But if this new Twitter thing, you know, allows that, I may end up starting another one. Stay well, and you may not need the other email. Right. Maybe able to add an account if what I read is yeah. for real. We're yeah. gonna have to look into some more ladies and gentlemen who may Definitely. be listening. I hope you are because every time I talk to Lisa, I know I learn some things. So I have to think that everybody learns some things. So it's always so great when you join me, Lisa. Thank you. Thank and you for what having we, me. What should we talk about next time? Do you think should we switch over to switch gears to Facebook for a couple times, or should we? What do you think? Because you are a Facebook whiz and I'm just starting to get more interest over there. <laughs> so I, we, I need to learn more over there. We could, we could. And things there are changing very quickly. Um, you know, I manage a lot of Facebook pages and I do have to keep up on everything that's happening with them. And it's just, it's a daily uh, read to keep up with everything. Read it. I'm involved in read it. And oh. a lot of chat there on the Facebook pages and it's very uh, fascinating, interesting and learning a lot. It's amazing how much, how much you have to do in social media. I, I mean, I can't even get on Instagram because I'm too overwhelmed right now with social yeah. and, you know, writing and everything else. It just seems like so many things. So I've put off doing that, but um, I think Facebook is arguably one of the best social media platforms. Although I personally had a real struggle even going on there. For one thing, I called it ass book for many, many years. <laughs> so I had to like go, oh my gosh, I'm putting myself on ass book. <laughs> but um, the thing about it is I'm starting to realize that it does have, you know, potential and it does drive traffic to my sites and to my podcasts. 
which is interesting because I didn't look at it as, you know, relevant. I thought it was right. more, it is more social than LinkedIn or Twitter, right. but, but at the same time, the business benefits, especially like you said, if I, I'd like to develop my business page, which is why we need to get that Facebook topic going here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I, I think that there's more to it than, you know, you, you realize, I guess. Yeah, it's really, I don't know if it's, I don't call it the best social network. It's the biggest. And ah. it have great advertising applications, but you have to spend money. So even with a right. page, you do have to spend some money. It's not pure organic because the organic reach is so small with a page. You have to put some money into it. So. Yeah, I haven't taken that step yet because yeah. I feel like, you know, I needed to nurture it a little bit first and I haven't really tried. I did just take a class with, you know, the digital gal Amanda Robinson. Oh yeah, I've heard of her. I took yep. a four four week Facebook ads little course with her. Yep. And that was the first I'd even seen the back, the business manager or the mm -hmm. like that is like, you know, no man's oh. land in yes. me. So I, I really learned a lot during her little course, but even as she's teaching, it's changing. Even as oh, yes. you're working on it, it's yep. changing. So that makes yeah. it a little trickier. Plus, if you're going to do an ad spend, which I think I'd like, you know, I have things I could see working up into needing to do that, but I want to do, do it smart. I, I don't have money to throw away. So yeah. that'll be an interesting, you know, that I think that, you know, talking to you and learning a bit, bit more about Facebook pages and Facebook page manager and business manager and stuff if, if you feel like that for a new topic might be very interesting yeah we'll have to work on that in the coming year okay cool you think that's a good topic if you think so let us yeah. know uh, if you have questions let us know and we can get them into Lisa's conversation because she is helping us thrive full throttle on social media with Lisa Sicard hey thank you Sue Ann, for having me I really appreciate you taking the time to have me on your podcast.